and welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. Tonight we're continuing our live drink at home, stay at home series, interviewing Paul Masterson, longtime bartender at Seven Grand Whiskey Bar in downtown Los Angeles, curator at the bar Jackalope, and also host of Drinks Made Easy on YouTube. We recorded this tonight on YouTube Live. Check it out. Tell your friends. Spirit Guide Society podcast. You're also the host of Drinks Made Easy. You have your own YouTube channel. True. Yeah, I've been doing that. I actually did that before I even started at Seven Grand. Uh, so we're going on about eight and a half years uh, with Drinks Made Easy. We had a slight break uh, early on uh, when my producing partner went off to do a bunch of projects um, for, for a bit. So we took a bit of a pause for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I remember, uh, I mean, I, 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 had to go. I got into Seven Grand on kind of the hard road. Of I worked at another bar in downtown LA. I loved whiskey, and I really wanted to work at Seven Grand. And I dropped off my resume almost every week for six months um, before I got in. And I, I had when we had that time. You know, we had the the membership fee for uh, the year long memberships. I bought a membership to uh, the Whiskey Society and started showing up for that. About three months into dropping off my resume, um, yeah. Was, That's uh, how you get a job of seven grand. Persistence and energy overcomes all. It's the Benjamin Franklin method of getting a job. Yeah, it was before before even Jackalope existed. I still remember the, the the early days of figuring out exactly what that was going to be and the different uh, sort of mini iterations before it found what it is now. But yeah. Right on. So how are you doing, man? I know that... Uh, all of our bar crew is currently laid off and that's really hard. And especially yeah. uh, here in LA where rents are relatively high compared to most other cities. And so for someone who relies on tips to pay their rent, uh, how are you doing? I don't want to get too personal with your yeah. affairs, but I mean, I want to check in. Yeah, no, I'm doing, I mean, uh, uh, do I, do I miss a paycheck? Yes. Uh, <laughs> do, I, do I hope, uh, oh. the, uh, have I filled out all of my uh, unemployment forms? Yes. Uh, do I hope it comes sooner rather than later? Absolutely. Um, but I, 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 I am kind of fortunate in that because uh, I'm also an actor, writer and producer um, I always tried to kind of stash away a fair bit of money because there are a lot of projects that I've done in the past in indie film where, you know, you're do, you're getting paid uh, a couple hundred bucks a week. And so you're, it's going to oftentimes cost more to do that project than yeah. it pays, especially when you live here in LA. It's a labor um, of love. Yeah. And my, <laughs> my partner who I met at Jackalope, who used to, uh, Natalie Eckert, who used to. Yeah, Natalie. Team. Um, you know, she, she, you actually now. got into the bar Jackalope because Natalie had took a production job and she's a big producer and, and that's how you came to be a bar Jackalope. I, I, I am second fiddle to my partner. Yes. They said, you're good <laughs> I wasn't enough. trying to say that, but she's uh, awesome. <laughs> I'm just giving props to Natalie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is our, is our Instagram, oh, our Insta hasn't gone oh, live. It's saying. Yes. Oh, no, yeah, it is. We, we refresh it. Gotcha. But yes, that, ah, that, that, that is, uh, that is Oh, you can catch. Uh, but yes, that's accurate. Of, of yeah, Natalie. I came in after Natalie uh, went to Stupid Buddy, a phenomenal production studio. A lot of people know them for Robot Chicken. Oh uh, yeah, Super Mansion. Natalie worked on an awesome show that's coming out in a couple of months called Crossing Swords. 
And now yeah, she's absolutely. the assistant director on Justin Roiland's uh, his new show that'll be on uh, Quibi called Gloop World. Most people know Justin Roiland from Rick and Morty, uh, one awesome. of the best shows ever created. So yes, yeah, that's very rad. Yeah, props. But that's rad. We're we're fortunate in that you know I mean she's actually laid off right now too. Um, but uh, so I mean it, this this hits everybody. Um, but it, it is a lot easier when you've got at least two, uh, two people that to shoulder the burden. There are a lot of folks out there who, uh, our buddies, our buddies, our buddies <laughs> who, you know, who, who have to pay all those bills on their own. And so, uh, uh, I really hope folks, uh, if they can, 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 can help them. Uh, and I hope, uh, uh, those, those checks come soon. <laughs> That's right. Right beneath this video, if you're watching us now on YouTube Live, which if you're on the Insta channel and for some reason the signal drops because we've had a little bit of difficulty trying to iron out the tri feed that we're doing here on YouTube Live, you can always go to the YouTube Live channel and chat with us there if anything fails. Because last week we were doing something with Lucy and the Instagram feed failed. But I'm just saying, hopefully that's not going to happen. But if you're watching us on YouTube Live, right beneath this video is a link to our GoFundMe page for the bar staff at both Seven Grand and Bar Jackalope in downtown Los Angeles. So if you're in a position where you can give and you're not laid off right now, um, please consider like make it a virtual tip jar, as we say. Yeah. Paul, man, um, what are you sipping on right now? Well, today I'm I'm doing a I I'm a big fan of sort of the boilermaker style, a bit of a beer and a bit of a uh, bit of whiskey. So right now I've got a world's of, best cocktail, my friends. A bit, a bit of fat tire and a bit of Art Bag Ten, one of my one of my go to heavily peated scotches. What's the which one is the fat tire? Where's that? Uh, where are they brewing? Uh, so this is a New Belgian. Aha, uh-huh. New, New Belgian brewing. Um, uh, their Ranger Hazy IPA and, and Juicy IPA is um, are, are some of Natalie's favorites. We picked up a case of that a while ago. Ah, uh, stocking up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I do I do enjoy the old Boilermaker. Um, but uh, but you're not dropping your shot glass into your beer or anything like that. You're not going. You're not doing bomb style. I'm, I'm like not that. doing a bomb style. Not today. That, I say that for St. Patrick's Day and for, for, uh, for Vegas. Uh, yeah. Of know. which you have no memory at all. Uh, yeah, no. The, uh, the Ardbeg Tin, why is that? What you, I mean, you're someone who knows a lot of different whiskeys. You've tasted thousands of yeah. whiskeys. So what do you love about the Ardbeg Tin as a well, daily I, drinker? I think... Because that's I mean, a pretty strong choice for a daily sipper, in my opinion. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I really like big, bold flavors. I think having been a bartender for a long time, I, it's, uh, I've got so many daily drinkers that just depends on day to day what I feel like drinking. But I mean, Ardbeg holds a special place in my heart. They've always been incredibly kind to me when I've seen their folks. And uh, I've been to Ardbeg twice now. The first time I actually went to Scotland, um, and I actually got back from Scotland uh, just a couple of days before I met my partner, uh, Natalie, uh, I stayed at, I reached out to them and, uh, the group I was traveling with, we stayed on the property at their, uh, at their cottage that they had just built. And so it was, uh, you know, they hold a special place in my heart. They, they, they aren't, the 10 isn't a massive, massive peat bomb and, uh, it's a super approachable priced bottle. So, I mean, for me, it, it kind of ticks all the boxes 
in terms <laughs> of nostalgia, flavor, and price. Um, so, what is the uh, bottle price? Where, where do you? Where do you? What's your local liquor store? We've got to give I, some uh, love to all these different merchants who are struggling right now. So we yeah. got to keep dropping brands because trying to keep everybody uh, open. Or you know, it's, it's always, I always I, I love a good deal. I've found I always look around. I've actually found some of the uh, a good tip for folks uh, is some of the best prices I've sometimes found are. I mean, everyone knows Bevmo, which is great because they always uh, sell at MSRP. But your local CVS sometimes gets gets massively stocked with stuff. You can get them at, at cheap prices. But if I need to find something, uh, Vendome uh, here in, in Toluca Lake is one of my go-tos. I mean, those guys are the are place is amazing, knowledgeable. Uh, yeah, that place is amazing in uh, in both uh, beer and spirits. Uh, another great place uh, is in Studio City area is a great place called Flask. Uh, which uh, I highly recommend, and then another you know small business that I try and support when I uh, when I'm in the area is uh, Barkeeper. I mean, they're they've always been rock stars to the bar community. Yeah, so Joe and his partner are amazing. Yeah, so I think it just just always depends. There's also um, one of uh, my uh, secret spots. It, which is also a family-owned business. Would be, Maybe you shouldn't uh, say it's a secret. We are, we are never live mind. here. Yeah, you're right. I don't want everyone to get it. <laughs> no, we need to help them out because uh, everybody's business is like cut in half at best. You know, I like, would say if you, uh, another great spot is Remedy Wine and Spirits. They're out in Glendale, uh, but they are, they are so wonderful. Um, and they have a, a humongous collection of wine and uh, cognacs and armagnacs. And but then they've built out this amazing collection of, of rare whiskeys from around the world, and they're just always so nice. Uh, it's another great spot, uh, family-owned business, and um, uh, yeah, another great spot that I would I would recommend. That's another place where I've gotten great deals. I mean, you you know, we love Wild Turkey at the bar quite a bit. I've sometimes gotten bottles of uh, Wild Turkey One Hundred One for like seventeen bucks there. Oh, uh, the One Hundred One Rye is like still like I. I could drink that. I'm out of it right now, but yep. I, now that are, I just, I'm like, that was one of the first to go. Yeah. It's such yeah. an amazing whiskey. And for the bottle price, especially it's like one of those in my book, that's like, tell me, tell me a better whiskey at a better price. Please yeah. show me. Hard to beat. Um, <laughs> we've got some, Oh, village liquor. Somebody suggested, which is also another great spot that I visited a couple of times. Yeah, and we got we got Beverage Warehouse, Beverage mm-hmm. Warehouse. Yep. I'm partial to KNL myself, but I I live in yeah. mid city, so that's my well, KNL I mean, is like world class. Those guys are awesome. Also, I mean, some I mean at least unless they've changed changed it up like that, they they do such an amazing job with wine. And of course, we paired with them when we had our Kalila. Uh, they've got some beautiful, that's a beautiful place to go for, for those rarer bottles. We've, we've uh, paired with them again and I don't even want to mention it because I don't want it to all disappear the moment that I'm not even going to say anything more. I'll just say that there is a, another couple of collaborations in the works. Oh yes. But I think as, as you, as you said, I mean, anytime you can support your local, your local liquor shops, I mean, I've, I, I, I've yet to meet a local liquor shop that wasn't super friendly because you, you kind of have to be. They're they're part of the hospitality business too. They're not part of a massive chain, and uh, so give them some love if you if you need to restock your liquor cabinet. I, I agree one hundred percent. And they always have such great recommendations. That's what I love about going into a good liquor store is that there's tons of stuff. I mean, I study hard in a lot of things, but it's such a vast 
world that every time I go in there, I can nerd out and ask questions and get really curious. Like, what's that? Why is that? That you say, why is that a recommend staff recommend? Yeah. And it's only like, you know, yep. $29, you know, ask questions. And I learn every time I walk into those kinds of places. I love it. Yeah. And that's something, I mean, it's one of those things where right before we had this, you know, safer at home order, uh, one of the things for drinks made easy that we're going to start doing a bit more of is, is a bit more suggestions for, uh, local bottles and and uh, and some whiskey knowledge stuff because um, I think there, there's just so much um, there's so much to try out there and that was, I mean that was part of how we we, we created drinks made easy it was uh, you know eight years ago there weren't many folks doing cocktail videos and those that were were pretty were pretty you know high end or uh, were were just about getting smashed and uh, and we wanted to kind of share our love of, of cocktails with folks and realize that a lot of these things don't have to be uh, too complicated. And I think as, as you and I have talked about it at the bar, my, our whole thing was, you know, sometimes there's, there can be a bit of anxiety when you're not quite sure what some of your favorite cocktails are when you're saddling up to a bar of like, Oh, geez, I don't know what I want. But if you already know kind of, you know, five back pocket cocktails uh, that you enjoy, everyone kind of, kind of relaxes and takes a bit of a breath because, it's it's almost like going to you know a burger shop. If you know how you want your burger, but uh, you know eight years ago, ten years ago, most people weren't really sure what sort of cocktails they they liked. Uh, and I think we've done a great job at, at Jack Love and Seven Grand of helping people come to find their favorites. Um, yeah, I always like to go into bars. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm a little older now, Paul. <laughs> but I don't do like the the holiday. I you know like. Cinco de Mayo, St. Patrick's Day, these kind of traditional drinking holiday things. I'm like, at this point in my bartending career, I'm, I usually step back on those days because it can just be a bit much, but, uh, yeah. it is kind of fun to like what I was, I was looking at the drinks made easy YouTube channel yes. and there was like, you had a bunch of cool drinks for like St. Patrick's Day. And I was like, that's brilliant because like, if you don't want to necessarily go to the bar, you can still get festive at home and like you get great demos and everything. So it's like, thank you. It, you know, the ability to like, you could do something even just like with your partner, you know, yep. if you're just going to stay in on one of those drinking holidays and you want to ha do something a little special yeah. for the holiday. Well, you that's part of what we're so, trying to know? do. Just kind of, you know, the, the, the idea that, I mean, we, we're trying to help go towards the, the, the direction of, you know, it's food. And so, uh, you know, figuring out what, what you want to do for at home or for a party, because not everybody necessarily wants to go out to a bar or, you know, when you're in a bar, it's hard to catch up with friends. And I think as people uh, get a little bit older, you don't have nearly as much time to, to reconnect to folks and or you've got to take care of your kids. And so the last thing you're going to be able to do is take, you know, a gaggle of kids into a bar and catch up with, you know, your buddies. Uh, and so that's one of the things that we saw too of with these with these different holidays of trying to give folks options uh, for for means by which to have good cocktails and celebrate and reconnect uh, with with your friends and family, which I think everyone's recognizing how how uh, how much I think sometimes we've taken that for granted now that we're all kind of stuck. Yeah, in, uh, like your web your YouTube channel is like more valuable than ever. I, have you seen like a big spike since this? Uh, you know, stay at home things like I, I would imagine people are searching for cocktails and demos. They are, and I, I, certain things, it's just shifted over in terms of what they're looking for. We haven't seen a massive, massive surge. I think 
I, my hope is that we see a bit more of a bump in the next couple of weeks. I think at this point, uh, 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 everyone is, is more focusing on, on, on how to teach their kids and watching Zoom stuff and, and, uh, and Netflixing. But I hope in the next uh, few weeks, uh, it, it'll be a bit, a bit of, a, of a bump of, uh, as we get used to this. But a, a little bit, a little bit, but not... not um, well, we're going live right now, so we're spreading the word. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe tonight will help. We have a bunch of people on Instagram live right now, um, yeah. and I'm, we're getting a lot of thumbs up. Everyone's talking to each other. I, I'm terrible. I, this is a new world for me. It's like, a virtual also, bar. And I do Instagram live. I've been offering uh, free yoga classes for folks who are laid off and, and live streaming since this whole thing started. But, like, you can't teach yoga and be attentive to the <laughs> ring. You know what I mean? It's like, you're doing one or the other. I can't yeah. really, uh, I'm terrible, yeah. but let's talk about what was it like to, you became a bartender at seven grand. And the one thing, if folks are listening and maybe they don't have a sense, I hope they have a sense of what seven grand is like, is we're a big party bar. We're like, uh, not, not like in a college sports bar kind of way, but like we get really, really busy in that way. Like people are there, they're playing pool. They're listening to live music. They're drinking whiskey. You know, we can get like three or four deep. It's like, we're very, very fortunate for that, but we're, it's a high volume situation to work in for someone. You've done it for seven and a half years. That means you work regularly, really hard. Like where other people are like, you know, working uh, in construction or yeah. doing something with their hands where they're getting sweaty. Like it's actual physical job yeah. and, and you're doing it, but you're in a party environment where yeah. music's loud and uh, imbibing is happening and there's a vibe and you're responsible for that vibe. Can you speak a little bit to what it means to be a high volume bartender, especially in a place that's like dealing in whiskey? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's, uh, I think we, I mean, there's doing it well and there's doing it not well. And I think we do it really well at seven grand. And again, I mean, I, I've worked in a number of different bars before I came to seven grand and some, well, none of them that did it as well as, as we do at seven grand. Uh, so, I mean, it starts with team, but I think let's, it's also, it, stay humble. We're, we, this is like, well, I'm saying of the other bars that I worked at, Oh yeah, yeah, we didn't do it as well as we, as we do at seven grand. And I think, you know, that it goes around ethos and around, uh, you know, we're having a great team and, and our, our, our sense of hospitality. I think you're right in that. Well, I think there's a huge difference in that a lot of bars can get three and four deep where people get impatient. Uh, but at seven grand, we get three and four deep, but we were efficient. And we also treat each person as an individual, as you would if you're hosting a, ma- a massive party, as opposed to if you're just basically an order taker. And I think that's one of the things that's really different. I think that's one of the things that you know, just because you know how to make a cocktail doesn't mean you're a good bartender. Um, you know, in terms of people want to be seen and heard and taken care of. And, uh, and so I think it becomes, as we're doing, you know, if you have people asking questions and talking to each other, and that's one of the nice things that we encourage at Seven Grand of like, hey, you know, while you're waiting in line, turn to your left, turn to your right. You know, that might be somebody's friend who went to school with your cousin. Uh, you know, it's just a great place to kind of... Um, not only get a great drink, but be around great people. And uh, I view our job as bartenders is facilitating that. You want to work quickly and efficiently, but you are the host of a really large party. And um, and the only way you can do that is if uh, the 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 systems are in place to to do all sort of the uh, 
the the grunt work, which our, our barbacks are phenomenal and they never get nearly as much praise as they as they should. Uh, but you know that's where so much of it that's that's the uh, the feet of the duck, uh, you know, just that's right that's feverishly right. Uh, uh, pedaling so that the bartenders can can at least hopefully look relatively calm as uh, as we try and get our beverages out as the bartenders are ducks too I think <laughs> yeah. there's a bunch of ducks we all try to appear as where that that float across the lake thing yes. is all smooth and easy but. We, we got our motors running. Yeah. We all have our motors running, and especially in, in what we do with such a big crew all working in tandem yeah. like this giant dance. But I think mean, it just always goes back to it's the you know, philosophy of basically you're hosting a large, a large party. You always get together of friends and friends you haven't made yet. Of uh, I think there's a really different energy to uh, between uh, what uh, welcome, what can I, what can I get for you? And Hey, what do you want? You know, there's, right. uh, and I think that's one of the things that's really special about our bar. Well, thank you for that. I want to, you know, normally we've, we've done a couple cocktail demos. We've been trying to keep the content coming to like give something for people to watch. Cause I think, you know, we're all yeah. getting stir crazy. So maybe these live streams will help kind of that, but also to stay connected to the folks that are most important to us in the bar community are, mm-hmm. are, regulars who we miss you know well, yeah, and, then- and, and one of the things i wanted to talk about a bit was uh you know my my trip to scotland uh, uh two years ago with my partner when she still worked in, in in the bar of i think times like these also are a great time to even just think about where it is that you want to travel in the future i That's find right. that that can be very relaxing uh if if you're the type of person who likes planning some of the things these things out of kind That's of right. almost a, uh almost a uh whether you uh like imagining yourself you don't if you don't enjoy imagining trips yeah. i'm with you man like yeah. it's like hashtag vacation in, in my mind you know yeah. like it's, i love that i love this idea because like the idea that planning a vacation can be actually be therapeutic that you could actually start to enjoy your vacation before you ever even get to go i love 100 percent maximize the joy i think then also you can decide whether if at the end of planning that vacation if it wasn't quite as joyful plan a different one (laughs) start Uh, right away yeah right away i'm going Uh, to take this up with my partner very soon yeah because uh, i think you know there's there's and i think having i've i've found it and i grew up traveling a fair bit i was fortunate in that respect of that having a plan and then being able to throw that plan out the window is a lot more fun than figuring it out on, on the fly um but uh, yeah, I mean, to that, that's 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 some wisdom that Mr. Masterson just laid down. Cheers to that. Yeah. So I, here we got to have cheers. We got to keep people like remind ourselves to take a sip and yeah. take in the moment around us. And hopefully people are staying healthy and staying safe and staying at home. And we're all going to get through this together. But it means that we have to keep doing what we've been doing. We've been. Yeah hearing a little tiny bit of good news against all the bad news out there with uh, some encouraging numbers coming back that things aren't as bad as perhaps they could be at this moment because people were, were trying to be intelligent human beings and having, we value each other and we're trying to like show that by really being good with the social distancing but yeah. we got to keep it up. We obviously, it's a constant vigilance. I think, yeah, it's that aspect of the only way through this is together. I think, you know, there's a, there's a, I, I grew up outside of DC around a lot of military folks and a lot of intelligence folks. And 
And I almost went that route uh, career-wise. And one of the things that I always really loved about a lot of um, uh, military philosophy and, and a lot of training was you, you realize they, they, you realize painfully very early on that if you try and do something on your own, it's going to end catastrophically. The, the only way through any serious problem is as a team. And I think, you know, people are hopefully learning that uh, in, a, in a gentle way that it's at least easier um, with, with a group. Uh, yeah. And if you, if you, uh, you know, the easiest way to, to make a friend is to be a friend. That's so right. you, you do your best to be kind to yourself and kind to others and, and, uh, right. and help your way through yeah. uh, this. Especially your partners, the people you live with, you know, like we all, it can be really intense to be suddenly quarantined with your family, your, 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 your significant other. And so, uh, you know, just being able to try to practice that deep breath and yeah. that taking a moment for yourself so that we can all get through this together. And it's just going to take a lot of patience and yeah. listening. And sometimes it's really important. Yeah. Not to say, not to say things like just to hold space and sit through things uncomfortably sometimes, just so that we don't elevate situations, so that we can get through this. You know, you know, I'm just trying to think of techniques to uh, help people out who might f feel a little pinched in their homes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, are you familiar with that? There's a, there's an old philosophy the, the three gates through which your thought should pass before you speak it. Lay it on me, Dad. I mean, because I, 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 you know me, I. I I don't always succeed in this, but I, I, I tr I'm trying to get better. The, the, the three gates, uh, the idea is, uh, is, it, uh, is it truthful, uh, is it kind, and is it important uh, you know, to, to, the other, to the other individual? Is it, is it in some way, and I could be butchering that, but you know, it's, that, it's that main thing of is it, you know, uh, is it truthful, is it kind, are, are the two biggest ones of, I think so often in, in stressful situations, uh, just like in fights, you're not fighting about the thing that you're actually fighting about. Uh, yeah. so it's just, most of the time, I feel like that's what it is. And I feel like most people, when we act out in unkind ways, it's rarely what it is. Yeah. It's usually something else. I yeah. mean, that's what throws us off our base. You know yeah. what I mean? Agreed. Ah, uh, okay, but we didn't get through the third gate, man. I want to hear the gates, man. Well, These third, are important. Where you said, and is it important? Was was the is is it is it is it true? Is it kind? Is it important? Okay. Uh, you know, and and um, I believe those are the three. But um, where does that? What's that tradition from? I'm just curious. I, I, you know, I was introduced to it, um, uh, it when I was in grad school, and I, I don't know whether it's. I mean, it sounds very much like an Eastern tradition. I think it's Shaolin. We're, we're going Wu Tang. Nah, um, I'm, I don't you know. know what and it is. The, 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 uh, the the other the other aspect that I actually a friend of mine introduced me recently, which I was like, wow, that's really interesting, especially from who it was coming from, because uh, uh, I don't know that he always practices it. Was there's an idea in uh, also in um, in knighthood of uh, you take the oath of just to speak and be silent. Of it's the idea of if people are to to state your opinion and then let it go. Of of the um, if you know, if, don't if, start if, fights. <laughs> you know, and and, and let it be, be willing to be be open to other people having a different opinion. Hallelujah. Please, um, please. We all need to get better at holding space for that kind yeah. of idea right there. Yep. It's like, Green. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So tell us about your travels in Scotland though, because yeah. um, I would like to do some vacation planning in my mind. Yeah. So, I mean, we, 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 we learned the hard way. Uh, 
So we, uh, the biggest thing is if you're moving, if you're, if you're, if you're going to be traveling to a smaller part in Scotland, be sure to book your lodgings way, way, way in advance. Um, so we had to, so brief overview of our trip. So we were gone for the month of April, uh, two years ago. And so we did three days in London, 21 days in Scotland, uh, three days in Iceland, and then right back and right back into work. And initially, uh, we had planned on going to Isla first. Now, Isla has a population of about 2,500. And a couple of things wow. have happened that forced us to delay our reservations. And then we found that the entire island was booked up because there was a, uh, a nature hike festival happening on the island. I want to go to a nature hike festival. That's, yeah. that's wonderful right about now. Uh, so, so we ended up inverting uh, our, our, our trip. And uh, a lot of the time on the road, was, because of that, was planning our next Airbnb. Um, but we drove, uh, we drove 1,700 miles, or I drove 1,700 miles. Uh, the, the roads there are awful. So I would suggest uh, uh, getting, especially if you're not comfortable with a stick, uh, since you're driving on the other side of the car, make sure you reserve an automatic, which they don't have all that many of. And I would say their lanes, about 80 plus percent of their roads are only one lane in each direction. And they're only about 70% of the width of our lanes. So it's some real dicey driving. You got to uh, like so- know how to do left-hand stick and it's yeah. a total, you I, I've done it, and I've been very lucky to have survived it. Yep. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I've I, done I, it with a group of guys where we were, you know, handing it around. Uh, yeah, I, I, my my man Andrew and Angus, we did the whole thing. We I wrote a whole thing about the white knuckle driving, how sketchy it is, because you're like cutting through these like farmlands, yep. and you know some of those roads are cut in in shale they're like in the stone wall of the land and there's no there's no gimme there there's there's no shoulder and, there's no like if and you, that's where you learn to in blind corners use your horn give a little honk <laughs> uh, make sure people know know that you're that you're coming up um but yeah we we flew into glasgow and uh if, if for folks who are, are traveling through scotland i would always say if you if you're just jumping off the plane, if you're, if you're, if you're uh, going to pick up another plane, uh, Auchintosh in a great distillery is only about five, mi- uh, five minutes from the airport in Glasgow. So That's right. That's if you're right. traveling abroad, it's a great little spot. Uh, if you, only, you only need a couple of hours to pop over to Auchintosh and, and back. It's, it's a really fun tour and very odd. The, the still there is very odd. It was kind of like one of those experimental, you know, these, these, old school pot stills. Some of them are still operating for hundreds of years. I mean, they repair them and they repair them in a way that where they'll take out the bottom and stick a new one on there or whatever. But but the line arms and things like that, like a lot of them have not changed in copper generations. And some of them have weird, like what they thought they're going to put a little like half doubler, like the the first doublers were put on where they like have a little offshoot pipe with a little, you know, like weird experimentation, like farmer distiller style, which is so wonderful to see. It's the old world ingenuity at work. And some of these things are like, they're still using it. It, Like they did it back then. We're not going to change it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they're, they're, and they're great people there. Um, 
smaller team, but fantastic folks there. But uh, along with you know, booking your, your trips on, on Isla, there's other places. Uh, like one of my favorite places that I went was down in Campbelltown. I'm a huge fan of Springbank. And they also have, the, as you know, the oldest private bottling company of Cadenheads. And, you know, uh, there in, in uh, Campbelltown, it's a town of only about 3,500. So it's another place that just plan ahead. I mean, it's a bit more accessible because you can get Airbnbs further outside uh, the city there. But beautiful, beautiful city. The other thing I generally, I mean, just book all of your trips ahead of time. Uh, you and I have a lot of love for, for the Balvini. Uh, they only do two trips a day, usually two tours a day, about 14 people. Uh, fantastic tour. But because they do so few uh, individuals, you really need to, to plan ahead. Um, I would encourage you to also take into account like where you're coming from. Like, don't sure. be that, that kind of, I mean, I'm terrible. I live in LA, so I'm used to this very high uh, velocity life where, you know, I'm, I, I'm like I'm achieving all these things every day. I'm so busy, you know, but when you go to a place like a small distillery town in Scotland, you need to know what you're walking into. You don't like go in there all hot and bothered. Like they think you're crazy. You know, they're like, you can't just go in there and, Absolutely. But things I, are going to go at the pace you used yeah. to, you know? I think the nice thing about Scotland, though, is the, the general person in Scotland are some of the nicest people in the world. <laughs> and they're used to dealing with Americans. So I feel like they give us a lot of a lot of grace. But, man, they are just they are kind to a fault. Um, uh, one of the Airbnbs we stayed at, it was funny. They were uh, um uh, the gal was telling us about her experience with her and her daughter when they were in, I think they were in like Italy and they were asking folks for directions and sort of the time, the town square and everyone was just walking right by them. Whereas oh, no. they couldn't understand what was happening. Whereas in most towns in Scotland, they'll walk you there themselves. I mean, they're just, oh, yeah. they're, they're so pretty, kind. You know, they're so kind, you know, it's, it's amazing. So, I mean, so, they are, they are very gen- generous of spirit. Uh, I, I love the Scottish people. The, the other thing I would say uh, is, yeah, figure out what it is that you want and don't. We overscheduled ourselves. I mean, we were there for 21 days. We did 25 distilleries and the Speyside Cooperage and drove wow. 1,700 miles, six ferries. Wow. Um, it was a lot. That was like, you, you should write a book. That is like, that's amazing. That's like, that's a lifetime of distillery tours that you packed into one trip and and food poisoning. Yeah. I was almost hospitalized for food poisoning. Oh, what, what did you eat? Uh, it was, it it was, uh, uh, it was was, the pudding. It was salmon. It was, uh, wild caught salmon. And just, uh, all right. I don't even want to hear about it. I'm not going to take you there. I'm sorry. Everybody's been food poisoned and it's no fun, but uh, we don't need uh, to talk any more like ailment. All right. We're trying to lift people up, talk about some positive things that are happening. the The last thing I would say is it is way out of the way, but for folks who really like out of the way things and things that are really unique, I, I can't recommend, uh, going up to Orkney, uh, highly enough. Um, Orkney. You went up to Highland Park? Yeah. Highland Park and, and Scapa. I mean, it's it's way up off the north coast, um, but it it until the 1600s it was part of Denmark, and the whole feel of it is very Scandic, and the uh, the cliffs there are just like what what does that mean though? Like very Scandic as opposed to the kind of Scotland. Like what was it like in terms of like the way people acted, talked, like. What was different about it? If you've been if you've been to any of the Scandic countries, uh, there's that thing of putting your foot on of like 
just the general uh, carriage and uh, demeanor of it. You are in Viking culture. <laughs> You've got you have one of the first Viking saints bones in the main cathedral there on Orkney. The uh, the history of some of the oldest uh, human civilizations are are there on Orkney. I mean, it is just there's a there's a just a visceral feel to the island that is just very different. Uh, it feels like a uh, a foothold from a Viking culture, uh, and the people are super nice there. But it's that nice thing of where like they're super generous, but you know you know you want to be nice, um, <laughs> kind of as I, I feel like in a lot of Ireland of of, of they're incredibly nice people. You don't want to go over that line because it's that that uh, that that longer the fuse, bigger the bomb sort of thing. You, you understand <laughs> these are these are folks who uh, who come from uh, warrior cultures who love to entertain, but have no problem putting the kibosh on that behavior. So, so Highland Park Distillery, what was it like? Uh, beautiful. Uh, they they. Um, were exquisite guests. I mean, they, a lot of it feels kind of like a, a Viking long haul, a long haul and has uh, ship elements to it. It's a lot of it's cut into the stone of the, of the surrounding area. I mean, it, Orkney is just a giant rock as, as it were. So you have all these beautiful things carved in just into uh, the natural recesses of the Island. Um, we were there actually with one of the bigger uh, um, supporters of, of Highland Park in Australia. So it was one of those things that was interesting of, of when you go to these distilleries, it's always fun seeing who you run into, of, of sharing sort of your love of these different products with people from around the world. But I would say they were just, um, they, they do a great job there of hospitality, of knowing what they are, of sharing their perspective on whiskey and their history and uh, and and just basically saying, hey, take it or leave it. And I think that's that's real hospitality of uh, generosity without any expectation of welcome. We hope you have a great time. Um, hope to see you again. There's different styles of hospitality all totally. over for sure. Yeah. It's very interesting and fun in, in travels. Some other highlights from your 25 town tour. What were some of the the best things or, or, or the worst things. And if it's something bad, maybe you don't have to drop the name. You can just yeah, tell no, us I'm like, not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk negatively about any poten- potential distilleries, but I, I uh, that's one of my things I've tried to try to do less and less of it. You come, come to seven grand in Jackalope when we open up with you, if you want the behind the scenes, um, uh, thing. What was that? The Cooper. The Cooper. Oh, uh, a must. If you're going up to space side, go to the space side Cooperage. Uh, those folks there, it's one are just fascinating. I mean, and they're so nice, but it's also you can't understand whiskey if you don't understand the wood. And they are so gifted at what they do and so practiced at introducing people to the knowledge that I, I just can't recommend the Space Side Cooperage uh, highly enough. It is the best money we spent uh, when when we were there. You'll see uh, barrels being toasted. You'll see. It's still, you'll see the apprentices, it's still a three-year apprenticeship there. The folks are paid by piecemeal of, of what they what they work on. Um, it is it is amazing. Uh, Speyside is just a beautiful area also. For uh, sure. The Glen Farkless Distillery, uh, I, I, all of the places that are smaller uh, and family-owned are, are always uh, superlative in terms of their hospitality. 
they they were incredibly generous with us and and the the history that they have to share is always uh, uh wonderful there um let's see some other favorites i mean everything on isla is magical as as is in Campbelltown. Just getting to Isla, can you speak to that a little bit? Because I think sure. it's it's important to understand. Like once you get over there, it's a different speed. Mm-hmm. You uh, you can't just like do all of Scotland and then also go to Isla like all in a week. Like you guys were no. there for a month, yep, practically a, almost a month. Yeah, but how long is just the Isla portion? Take? Well, we did we did Isla for a week uh, of that of that tour. We did I think mean, six days. Uh, so almost, so just shy of of, uh, of a week because uh, Natalie and I both just adore uh, Isla. We went to every distillery there except for Bunahab, and we weren't able to, to connect with them. Uh, but it's a three and a half hour ferry over. There are some great deals on whiskey on on the uh, on the ferry. Uh, you, can, <laughs> you can take a puddle jumper, uh, but it's a bit a bit more spendy. Um, same thing to to Orkney. Uh, I, I hope to have that that bank account in the future. Definitely makes it easier jumping around Scotland if you can take helicopters and planes. But for us uh, mere mortals, uh, you know, it's ferries and cars. But the ferries, they had like little bars on the ferries where you could like uh, sip drams. It's not a little lake. bar. It's, the ma- it's where the mess hall is. I mean, I, it's, uh, the, 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 I remember still, uh, the thing that's funny there is, you know, I'm used to a sandwich always having like lettuce and tomato and, you know, like some onions. Yeah, they're not onions. so big on veggies. They're not at all. They they asked me. They said, "You want salad on your sandwich?" Because uh, they're usually it's like two times the amount of cheese to the amount of meat and two pieces of bread, and that's a sandwich. But no, they uh, they'll have in the eating area. They'll have their specials of the week in kind of a little um, table stand for your uh, for uh, almost like instead of drink specials, it's your special whiskey or food. It's like this is what we're serving in terms of the food. And these are the whiskeys that we are uh, that we're highlighting. I have to let people know the Instagram live feed is about to expire because we're almost to an hour, but we started early on purpose over there. So if you want to continue to enjoy this conversation, uh, please hop over to the YouTube live channel. We're also on Facebook live. Uh, There's also a link on Twitter. But thank you, everyone on Instagram live for joining us. We had a lot of hands and, and good suggestions in terms of liquor stores in this time yeah Um, thanks to everybody on instagram live and join us again tomorrow night uh check the feed again that'll end in just a couple of minutes join us on youtube live search spirit guide society thank you for joining us and remember our gofundme page link is available on our youtube page right now so please join us all right so another great distillery experience in scotland or perhaps, without naming names, something that wasn't as enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, so, I mean, a great one, I would say, uh, of the big guys that do a great job uh, would be Glenn Fittett. Uh, they are, I mean, some of the big guys, here's the tricky thing. A lot of companies um, that shall remain nameless hire secondary companies to run their tours. And so the tricky thing becomes, I mean, I get it from a business perspective, but the tricky thing becomes there's no continuity of, uh, of staff and experience and knowledge generally. Um, that's not the case at, at Glenfiddich. I mean, they're, they're a key example, I think, of if Glenfiddich can do it, everybody else just doesn't want to spend the money to do it. 
Uh, they have an amazing guest center. They're one of the first to do a guest experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh-huh. If you go to Scotland, you have to go visit Glenfiddich because their visitor experience is the best in the business. And and I think it's just a case of, you know, they're so accessible. I think the, the tricky thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is that while the world is broad, the world of people who really love uh, whiskey and are willing to reach out and uh, tell the folks who actually do the making of it, uh, that not a lot of people do that. And so if you just try and reach out through social media to those folks and say, hey, you know, I've always loved your brand. I'm coming over. I would love to have the experience. Um, you, do you have to tell, what, what is the best times, et cetera? Uh, especially if you're not just a novice drinker, if you actually, if you, if that brand means something to you, they will go out of their way to, to make a special experience for you. It's and, true, but you really got to do it far in advance because it's, in Scotland, it's just like they're running on a different speed of life and they're not as like, they're, you know, they're running a distillery. They're not like checking their email so much. Yeah. Actually, one way that I've found is that you can reach out to them through their social media pages and often that's, exactly that's a good way, you know, like I, I might not have been saying that, but yeah, that was what I was trying to say through their social media. Um, there's usually somebody at those distilleries who works there, who's happy uh, to help you, especially if you reach out uh, far enough in advance. And, Definitely. Um, but you need to give it some months, like yes. think far ahead. So while we are all in this time of having the lockdown, let us plan our future vacations. The economy is going to need it. You and your significant other are going to need it. So maybe that's another way to get us through these like enclosed times is to really think about our time away that is in the future. If we can all continue this safe practices. And the other thing I would say is that there's so many other beautiful things in Scotland also that one of the things I've spoken to people a lot in Bar Jack Loke is if you have one member of the party of, of the family or a couple of people who like whiskey, but a couple of people who don't, a lot of these areas have some amazing history in terms of arts and crafts and and just uh, and nature that it just takes a little bit of lead time. But you can really, I think Scotland is a beautiful place where if you have some folks who want to see distilleries and some folks who want to do other stuff, there is so much that can make the entire group happy in Scotland that it doesn't have to just be one or the other. Oh um, my! I'm telling you, if even if you had no desire to tour distilleries, just going for a walk in the countryside is mm-hmm. worth the price of admission. It's Agreed. really a beautiful country, and the Agreed. air is fresh, and you know, smell the barley in the yeah. air, and and I would just—I mean, I again, that's a name. I think the difference is, I just love the pace of life out on Isla. There, they are. They are very low filter and incredibly honest and generous of spirit. There was a, a, a distillery on the mainland that shall remain nameless that I was uh, for drinks made easy. We we're doing video and, and audio to, to create some tours uh, because obviously it's hard to get over there. Um, and there was one that, that uh, was talking about how you can't have anything electronic on your person because it could cause an explosion in their distillery, even though their distillery wasn't running. Uh, and when I told that story over on Isla, uh, they, man, they laid into that distillery in a, in, in a comedic way that (laughs) the magic that must be happening at that distillery for the laws of physics to not apply. Um, and I just love, I mean, there's the story of, um, I think it was in the early two thousands 
there was this submersible that was found from World War II. And uh, they, uh, some folks called the British government. And at first they said, oh, no, you know, it, it wasn't ours. And then they realized what it was. And they called and said, yeah, actually, oh, geez, that's a, that's a classified vessel from World War II. We're going to come and get it. Don't, don't tell anybody. We want to keep this really low key. Well, they told everybody on Isla. So when this, uh, this Royal Navy ship comes up to retrieve the vessel, You've got every member of the island that has an instrument just playing music and ha- throwing a festival, uh, you know, say, oh, oh, you, oh, look at, look at this. The, the Brits forgot, you know, their secret mini submersible from World War II. I mean, they're just, <laughs> I mean, they're just such beautiful people. I, uh, the, the, uh, the, the folks who live on Isla are just very dear to my heart. <laughs> I love it. Paul, thank you for taking the time out with us tonight to join us and to tell us about your travels in Scotland with the wonderful Natalie and what it's like to be a bartender at Seven Grand. If you're watching us on YouTube Live, check the link right below this video. That's to GoFundMe. Anything you donate will go directly to our bar staff who are currently laid off. Thank you for joining us here tonight. And stay home, stay healthy. I've got a little bit of the Isla here too. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget, drink to remember.